Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Enlightened Bitches. I'm Julia. And I'm Claire. This podcast follows the lives of two women who have formed an uncommon bond through parenting, recovery, womanhood, and fierce personal growth. We are on the never-ending search for enlightenment, but we're taking our attitude problems with us. everybody or whatever fucking time of day it is for you well it's evening for us so good evening julia (laughs) good Good evening evening, claire (laughs) welcome to another episode of hashtag enlightened bitches uh here we are tonight with a super interesting episode that's kind of a bit of a digger uh digger deep a deeper dig (laughs) digger deep i've been having some deep (laughs) digs. i was gonna say where'd that one come from i've been having some some good double d's lately i fucking tell you why get dumped go on the hunt (laughs) (laughs) this is you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this because I'm fucking proud of it and it's yeah. been a long time coming, literally. Um, <sighs> that I've been able to get here and I want every fucking woman who listens to this podcast to know. And it relates know. to our topic. And it relates to our topic. Yeah. You do not need to feel sex shame. No. That is not no. a thing. You fuck no sex as, shaming. You fuck as many men as you want. As You've, many times as you want. Yep. Whenever you want. That's right. And, and no means no. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah, no means no. Mm-hmm. Um, and strict boundaries, everything, yeah. but yeah. like go get all the dick you want. And do not let anyone make you feel less or shitty or gross or whatever about that. It's fucking garbage that women can go out and get all the sex they want wherever they want it from oh and and start telling them how you want it oh yeah and how you get off i have never been so pleased because <laughs> honestly the minute you're like touch me here and do this and do that and if you do bop 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 i will orgasm for you and they're like really I feel like we've already, it's been two minutes in and we've already offered our like women audience and male audience the most valuable information we have ever fucking offered. Okay, so here's the other thing. If you are a male and you're listening to this, A, ask her. And two, females everywhere, figure it out. If you haven't figured out exactly what A plus B plus D plus C, whatever, whatever chemistry equation equates to you getting an orgasm, Figure it out. And yep. once you figure that out, tell every man how to do it for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Every man you come across, if they're like, what do you like? They'll be like, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's be like, oh, these things. Yeah. And if, I, if I'm on a date and I'm not sure I'm even going to have sex with them, I will make sure they know before we even get in a bedroom. It's like halfway through the dinner conversation. If you don't do these things for me, one, I'm not agreeing to get into a bedroom with you. Yeah. And two, I'm not going to come. Yeah. And if you don't give a shit, dinner's over. Yeah. Bye. Like, I'll yeah. finish this meal at home. Yeah. Like, just fuck, man. And it's... if you really don't feel comfortable. So, I, on the other side, I have been on the other side where I don't feel comfortable staying. But, one, it's on me when I don't orgasm by the end of the night. Mm. And, two, um, yeah, then, like, really, at the end of the day, why, why are you, like, 
why are, are you, you with them? Yeah, yeah, why are you talking to that person? Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable telling them exactly what you yeah. want, if they if they don't support the venue yeah. to have that conversation, yeah. or if they're not asking you. Like, yeah. it's one thing to be like, hey, like, what do you, like, for the women to bring it up and be like, what do you like in the bedroom? Like, what yeah. turns you on? Yeah. And like, oh, you're looking or this or that. It's like, great. If he doesn't ask you in return, you know you need to leave. Walk like, away. Walk, bitch. Red flag. Yeah. So there you go, ladies. And uh, Grown men. There you go. Yeah. I've I've definitely uh, made my list and handed it out. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> Not having any problems. I've made a so. list. Um, requested and it's been that. Oh fuck yeah. All the time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If anyone doesn't know that fucking Canadian reference, I I implore you to look into our comedic history of this country. <laughs> fuck man. <laughs> mm. All right. Okay. Tonight's topic is Tonight's topic is fake too brave to save. Yeah, there we go. Fake too brave to save. So this is the topic of, it has to do with recovery. So it has to do with women being raised with damage. And when women get involved in a relationship where they want to feel saved, where they want to feel secure, mm-hmm. where they want to feel taken care of, um, and a man does meet those needs and a man does go to save them yeah. in a relationship and the woman falls into codependence and then resents and rejects the man for meeting those needs out of fear that that security won't last. Right. They have a toxic, uh, damaged relationship with any man who offers them what they're looking for in a healthy way. Yeah. And then becomes fearful because their previous patterns are that that is not consistent that it won't last yeah they reject before being rejected even when their need their needs are met in a healthy way and they reject we we or they or whoever i would say myself have rejected for like not even realizing why you're rejecting like oh yeah like total self uh, yeah. subconscious yeah. rejection yeah and yeah. like the rejection comes from like uh or a rejection of like I don't like this doesn't this doesn't feel right anymore because right. well it's never been right for the first place so yeah. it's like yeah there's so many reasons it's such a it's such a crazy topic it it is and I think we definitely need to cover it because one we've been those women oh yeah one hundred percent fully admit yeah and um I think you and I can both I again I won't speak for you yeah um I. I have come through kind of like the dark tunnel and found the light side of it where I used to be someone who was totally craving like father figure style romantic relationships where I felt secure and taken care of and like they were more of a man than me and they'd be able to protect me and like emotionally they'd be able to provide for me that when I was scared or when I was afraid or when I was struggling, that I could run into their arms. Yeah. And that they would do anything for me yeah. to protect me and save me and make me feel secure. Yeah. Make me feel taken care of. Yeah. And then when I would realize that they were providing this and that I was becoming vulnerable to them, when I was sharing vulnerabilities, when I was um, 
being open and allowing them to take care of me in any sort of sense. And I'm not talking about like financial or real estate wise. It was just, they were my caretaker. Right. That I would look at them and be like, fuck you. This is unsafe. Yeah. Because it means you could dominate me. It means I depend on you. It means that I need you. And all those things feel wrong and fucked up and like not okay with me. And then I would reject them. Right. I would find some way, right. even if I didn't realize it, I would find some way to push them away, chuck them out, be mad at them. Right. I would be angry with them <coughs> and almost like blame them for coercing me into an insecure place where I was now their pet or their bitch <laughs> or their whatever. And um, so me becoming a highly independent female, which mm-hmm. we have a full po- podcast about, yeah, um, is like a backlash for that. I don't need anyone. I yeah. I can do everything on my own. Like yeah. I can take care of myself, like emotionally and and financially and physically and whatever. And I'll I'll handle it. And I'm a survivor. And I'm tough. And I'm strong. And I like all my fucking armors up. And then the light on the other side of that was I built healthy support networks where I built tribe, Mm -hmm. I built friendships, I built platonic relationships and I built like a multifaceted community of people around me where sounds like you like started a path of recovery there, Julia. Oh shit. Recovery. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was a joke. That was a joke. A poor one at that. Um, <laughs> I still laughed. Good enough for Claire. Good enough for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that like, be- just like, what would Claire do? WW. WWC. What would Claire do? WWCD. Yeah. Yep. WWCD. Yes. <laughs> Killing us. Sorry. That yeah. Was a really terrible joke too. <laughs> uh, no, babe. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Thanks, my babe. Thanks. Nope. Thanks. None of your jokes are unfunny. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> I wish you could say that with a straight face. Uh, I'm, you know what? I had a couple yeah. drinks. Uh-huh. And sure, my, I'm I'm constantly wearing a jovial face. I had the orgasm. <laughs> I had I had the or I asked for what I needed today. And I, and I got everything I asked for, including dinner. <laughs> Best of the best shows up when you fucking manifest that shit. <laughs> Life is good. Life is golden. <laughs> so that's uh let's do you do you have anything to add to that about like your own journey and your own understanding? Yeah. So I um I don't even think I realized that I had a codependent marriage. Um so my fir- my dating relationship prior prior to my husband wasn't like wasn't extensive. Um like at all. So, um, I did it, everything under the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then my marriage was actually really codependent, um, but it was a mutual codependency. So, um, but we're not talking about him. We're talking about you. Yeah. So, um, my marriage was codependent and then that ended and codependent in what way? Let's, um, what was it? What is, was it a savior's? style like no it was like a needy kind of codependency like we both needed each other we were both like we're young so we were like 
growing together that like 20 when you're 20 turning 20 to 30 you grow you grow in yourself um Mm. and we just like grew very together and then very separate and then together and separate and like it just our marriage didn't flow but during during your marriage you still had your father for part of it right half of it uh oh maybe yeah maybe half of it and then uh, like so that that's a big difference like you and your father had a healthy ish oh wait very healthy no actually i only had my father for the first year of my marriage so mm-hmm. did your need to feel protected and secure and taken care of change after that and did that get put on your husband it did and he never lived up to it in my world right in my world right um because he was never good enough to be my dad um right. so I, but i put that on him and he never right. was good enough so and then when you came out of your marriage um well, i just was went into fierce independence mode and no mm-hmm. one um i went into fierce independence mode but then i wanted i wanted a relationship so badly so like i would go into fierce independence outside of that any kind of relationship and as soon as someone would show up i would present the fierce independent uh front and then as soon as they kind of like nudged in i was like oh but save me like i went right to like that's like like i caved immediately like it didn't take long it took like probably a date and I was like but save me my world's awful um and then I went through that cyclic like but save me and then like someone would start like trying to caretake me and I was like why are you doing that like why would you do that and then I was like and it like it just it was just cyclic and toxic and and everything so and I and I didn't even know why why I was doing it either like I had no clue like I um I, it took me a lot of therapy and perspective. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of therapy is I I totally get the that's another element of it too, like already um putting up a front. <coughs> Do you have fucking COVID? I have COVID. What is, yeah. What is with I, I haven't I haven't told you I've been diagnosed with COVID last. I've been smoking cigarettes and you cough more than me. This is bullshit. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, to go through that, (laughs) scared of the food, um, this is going to be a good one today. I, I went through that section, that total section of like, I'm fierce, I'm independent, but it's like, as soon as guys are like, but I bet you're like super soft under there. And I'm like, I am like, I need so much. And like, you know, I put up this tough front because like life is so hard and I'm the victim constantly. And like, I totally just want someone to curl into at the end of the day. how terrible life has treated me. I spent all day working so fucking hard. I just want to come home to a man. That will fucking wrap his arms around yeah, me and yeah. fucking love me and yeah. protect me and tell me that he'll keep me safe. Just at night, though. Yeah. Because when I get up in the morning, the devil is like, shit, she's up. And, like, yeah. that's the woman I am. Yeah. And, yeah, it's totally fucked because as soon as they start offering you that, yeah. you're like, now you see my weak side. Yeah. I can't let you live. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not allowed to be alive anymore. Like, you've seen too much. Like... <laughs> kill the infidel like you know <laughs> shit, he knows the secrets fucking murder like <laughs> you can swim with the fishes bud yeah. real quick yeah 
And they're like, and and I feel bad for these men. And like, <laughs> I'm such a weird person because I'm like empty. Um, I have it. She feel does bad for, yeah, feel bad for these men. I'm sorry. I just thought comment cracks me up. <laughs> sorry, go on. I, I feel bad for them because like, no wonder they're like, that bitch is crazy. Yeah, she, she, she's great, great. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Looking back, I understand your statement. Yeah. It's super true. Yeah. But at the same time, they some men, some men are are crazy themselves because they look for women that need saving. Oh, for sure. For so sure like, these. so you've got the other side of it that like you've got us who have walked the path of needing to be saved, yeah. and you have men that's pattern is in looking for women that they can say oh yeah i've totally been fucking hugely rejected by men who are like like you don't need me and i'm like no i don't but that's not what this is about yeah and they're like they they don't like that i'm tough and that i'm strong that i'm independent that i can take care of my shit and change my own fucking brakes and rotors and that like confuses the fuck out of them and they find it like one unattractive two super confusing and it's like i don't it, it's a it's a really hard fucking balance between like I don't need anybody, right. but the human psychology of tribe yeah. and community is we do need community. Right. We just shouldn't be behaving in a way where we need one particular individual in order to survive. Yeah, like that shit's fucked. Well, and and that's we've talked about that numerous times, our tribe episode and everything. But mm. um, yeah, no, we. We we've and the yeah it was tribe the lone wolf right? yeah yeah that was my lone wolf yeah I, yeah I, so, I talk with chocolate in my mouth yeah so we yeah this is the deal we don't need to be incredibly independent that I'm gonna do everything on my own and I cannot ask for help um it's not about not needing anybody yeah it's about not placing all of your need requirements on your spouse or partner or soulmate yeah and so I I walked. You and I, oh, sorry, okay. I've walked that lone wolf pattern and and wrapped into this, like, yeah. save me pattern. Like, I've yeah. walked it, like, like it, almost like I walk the lone wolf pattern by day and, like, walk the savior one by night. Exactly oh, yeah, like you said. Like, that's, that's what happens is you, like, go on a date and the guy finds you fascinating and, like, yeah. super enthralling yeah. because you're so strong and yeah. so fierce and yeah. such a warrior goddess woman. Yeah. And then they love it after you have sex and then you're in their arms at the end of the night and you start sharing all those sweet words yeah. about all your soft, like, bits and pieces, emotional bits and pieces. Yeah. Soft, like, yeah. after they felt the soft physical side. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, like, and you have those, like, post- climax chats about yeah. your life and they're like oh you like you do work so hard and you are so strong and you like admit yeah. all the things you struggle with yeah and then they're like then they wrap you up and you're like oh like all i needed was just like this warm hug yeah. from someone who's yeah. like three inches taller than me or um, like <laughs> i had so many great warm hugs and warm embraces and like yeah and yeah and like beautiful talks about yeah. guys who are like god you are so strong like you do yeah. work so hard and like yeah you always be here for you to like listen yeah. to you and whatever and then like the next day you wake up and you're like i made coffee get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> put on your clothes i have to go to work and make my fucking paycheck yeah get out yeah. <laughs> you served your purpose you're <laughs> not bossing it for me <laughs> yeah i gotta go to work you're not paying for this fucking house yeah. are you yeah. get out <laughs> yeah it yeah it's just it's 
I think I think the biggest thing is that I think the thing that triggered this podcast for me was um finding like that men do the same thing that that they actually seek for yeah um seek for women to save and I was like or that can be their pattern and then I was like hmm it's interesting that that it can be a pattern regardless and regardless of gender yeah because <laughs> shit is equal but it's different yeah like between the genders yeah um and it's funny because I think it's interesting because um some men will admit that that's a pattern and they don't understand how the women like why the women reject reject them yeah and so then I it was like for me to sit and educate someone on that and it was they were like oh I never really thought about it that way yeah and I was like well yeah because like you're offering them something that they haven't ever had and then they're going to reject you because they don't like it sometimes too. Yeah. What so, was that term, that term you always use? I love so much <laughs> dysregulation. So like, th- and this is what we need to get down to. This is what the listeners need to understand or what we hope to help people uncover in their own lives and their own patterns is that this shit comes from, when we are young, mm-hmm. in our childhood, in mm-hmm. our youth experiences, that when you are not used to secure and consistent care, that when it shows up later in life, that is a um, healthy discomfort yeah. versus a toxic discomfort. So in our youth, when right. someone is not consistently and securely there for us as a caretaker yeah. or a caregiver, whatever you yeah. want to term it, as a um parent yeah as an adult as a yeah. guide whatever that when you are used to having to survive on your own and you're used to people leaving you abandoning you not being dependable when you are fucking struggling you grow into an adult and when someone attempts to offer you a healthy form or even an unhealthy yeah. form of care and support and um any sort of security you recoil from it you you want it you want it so bad it's what you've been dreaming of it's the one thing you never got so when you see it you're like fuck i want that so bad and then you get it and you're like this can't be real right that's not real they're faking it they're gonna fucking leave me they're gonna abandon me they're gonna fuck this up i'm gonna reject them before they reject me I... i resent them for offering me something I never had and I don't understand it and it's not like I don't trust it. It's a lack so, of trust. So your words are always like you put it on them, but mine were always like, I don't like this. I don't know why I don't like this. Just just feel uncomfortable. And I forget that I even asked for it. Like I went to that like weird place where I was like, I don't like it. I'm gonna like moonwalk out of it. Like, and then I like that. That's your like people pleaser, like non conflict. Yeah, thing. but that's but that's that's how I reacted yeah. to it. That is truly how I reacted to it. And it was so, and I didn't know why. The didn't know why part was because I didn't understand any emotional. I had no connection to my own body. So like right. for me to, I didn't understand why I didn't like it was right. exactly that. I actually had no idea. And so for me, yeah, I, it, it was people pleasing, but I would literally like moonwalk away and like tiptoe out of the situation mm. because I, I didn't know why. Well, and tiptoe out of the situation, uh, from what I know of you, yeah, if I may explain that you would become more cold. Yeah. You would become, you would, 
retract yeah. your vulnerability. Yeah, and I wouldn't you would share it anymore. That's yeah. right. And then yeah. so you turn into more independent yeah. and become more uh, like tacitile, basically, like um, less what loving. Are you use big words in this podcast. Tacitile is not a big word. It's a big word. Anti-disestablishmentarianism is a big oh, word, and so is pachycephalorus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. okay uh, well, now she's really using big words. Uh-huh. Well, the second one was a dinosaur. My child taught it to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just have some perspective here. My child teaches me to sing on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> we tell we're so different. I know. I love it. Fuck. Um, Everyone so, else loves it too. <laughs> and we're, so yours would be like, from what I understand, a, like a cold retract. Yeah. Like you'd be like. I can see you've gotten like a piece of my vulnerability and I don't like it. And I don't really want to tell you that I fucking hate you now and that you scare me. So I'm just going to and like recede back into myself and be like, I got this. You don't need to take care of me anymore. And then they're like, why don't you love me anymore? You're like, no, I totally want to be in a relationship with you still. (laughs) But the thing is that like you put it in those words post like post, but for me, I wouldn't even know why I didn't want to be in a relationship with them anymore. Like I would be like, well, like, why? Like, I'd almost somewhat, str- somewhat struggle with the idea of why I didn't like them anymore. Mm. Um, or I would go to, like, well, you know, maybe we're just not meant to be, or we don't connect, or, like, all those sorts of things. Um, I mean, most of the time I chose poorly, so there was always <laughs> reasons to, like, justify why it ended. Um, mm. But, like, yeah, I only feel like since, like, walking recovery, have I, like, if I'm entering into like most of them most relationships now end for a reason like a yeah. true true clarity reason like someone's pulling a manipulation card or or I'm too nice and I just don't understand that I'm not connecting with someone and I let it go for two months and then I'm like okay I, like I'm not even really that, that into was it one time Claire <laughs> <laughs> okay it's- like yeah okay. i can list probably three yeah exactly okay. <laughs> in three years that's not a lot <laughs> anyways i've i've fucked up more relationships in my past three years yeah. i can count um <laughs> anyways but yeah i what i guess i'm what i'm biggest thing i'm getting at is like coming from the woman's perspective sometimes you may not even know you're doing it mm. because like you if you're if you're totally disconnected from your emotion you don't even know why it feels uncomfortable mm. because you're not like you're not connected to that feeling. So right. it's it comes from that like you may not even you may not even go to the vic- victim mentality of like mat 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 you're doing this all wrong or you you you. It may just be like I like you wake up and you're like 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 okay I'm I'm moving on like you're not yeah. living up or or you may even switch it to you're not living up to my standards and you're not helping me in the way that you should be, or you're not doing this right. Or holy shit, I'm now taking care of your children and you're not even taking your child anymore. And like, right. So like, yeah, you wind up turning it on them. Yeah. It's not that they're not saving you. It's that they're not saving you in the right way. Right. They're not saving you the way you want them to save you. Yeah. And that's your excuse to like kick Kick the door. door. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I, I think for me, it was a big, like, it wasn't like a, but we've talked about this. We're super different and we don't blow bridges. I don't blow bridges. So I'm not like, 
wabam to the bridge that's in the relationship and walk away. Oh, fuck. I'm not even a wrecking ball, man. I'm like a fucking warpath, which yeah. was my nickname when I was 19. <laughs> I legit had someone, like, nicknamed me in a group of guys at a bar, the warpath. Mm-hmm. Fucked. And heaven forbid you if you try to come after me and she's mad. You are just, <laughs> you are waiting for destruction. Someone, I swear, it's happened a couple times since we've like been together. Whereas you come home and you're like, someone was mean to me. I was like, do I need to fuck up a bitch's face? Like, <laughs> who? What's her name? Where yeah. does she look like? Show yeah. me your Facebook profile. Yeah. Like, I will find her. What's her address? What, is, what does she drive? I love, like, I love this. But my favorite part is when we go to the bar together, which we can't do in COVID. COVID. Fucking COVID. Anyways, but my favorite is when, like, you think someone's doing something bad to me. You're like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And I'm sure the look you're sending these people are, like, deadly. And I just am like, la, la, la. Oh, yeah. You're on the dance child. floor. And you're, like, guys are all over it. And you come over to me and you're like, are you okay, babe? Are you having fun? And I'm like, I'm fine. I just don't like the way he's touching you. And you're like, well, I do. And I'm like, I don't think it's respectful. Like, I'm just, like, <laughs> I become like your fucking in public security guard, like standing by the side, like bad touch, Ronnie, bad touch. <laughs> I know, like I'm having so much fun. I'm like, ew, why? <laughs> That guy looks like a douchebag. You're like, that's my type. I'm like, I still said douchebag. <laughs> You're like, you like the guy wearing a fucking sweater vest talking about films and art. I'm like, that guy's great. He's really intelligent. He has an IQ of like 153. And you're like, boring. <laughs> His face is shaved. And I'm like, that's, I don't know, man. That's my jam. Yeah, he doesn't grunt every so often. I'm like, what? And, why is he not grunting i like that guy when he doesn't know what his emotions are (laughs) i love the guy who doesn't atv and has never been on a fishing boat (laughs) that's that style (laughs) and i'm like oh you have an atv you can get me further into the woods yeah (laughs) great like what kind of side by side do you have (laughs) how many fishing rods do you have like how big is your i don't want the fishing rod the boat yeah sure i've had I like guys with boats. It's fun. Man, so you've had your fall, so you're you're taken right now. And I'm like, I'm back in the man eater game. Yeah. And it's like I've been on Tinder like swiping the shit, like everything goes <gasps> left that has a fish in it. I hate the fish photos. They Fuck had the, the fish photos. They are the worst. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> or, although I did I did tell a guy to recreate his uh, Tinder profile who we are no longer dating. <laughs> Sleeping together. Uh anyways. Um wait. Uh, Hold that thought. We need to fill wine glasses. And water, because apparently I'm coughing. (laughs) So I told this guy to recreate his Tinder profile because he was really funny. He's like, that's one of his biggest qualities is that he's super funny. (laughs) And so I was like, you should recreate your photo and like parody all the bad things that men do. So like, I was like, you should be like, I'm super outdoorsy. And then have like a photo of himself, like laying five feet from the car. (laughs) And then like, I love fishing. And then like have one of those plastic fishes, like those wall plaque fishes and like hold it up. Oh man. And then like, I, I like even further, like I love the outdoors and then like have him like be like in like like, I don't know, cloth diaper posing a tree or like, I like modeling and like have like a weird, like weird parody model photo. I really wish you would like mention to him, like, I really love kids. And it's just like 
on the monkey bars himself. Yeah. <laughs> or like upside down, like fucked up in a slide. Yeah. Like, but I like, I was <laughs> no, like, wrapped up in a swing. Like just yeah. kind of tangled totally. in on the ground. Like just like one of those like smushed faces. Oh. But, and I said to him, I bet, I was like, I bet you, you get more swipe rights than you would get left because it's fucking funny. Like it, yeah. and he could, and the, the best part about him was that he would have been able to live up to that funny level. Mm. So I was like, you should totally do that. If like, if we just stop dating, you need to revamp your Tinder mm. to reflect that. And I'm like, you'll get more left swipes than right. It's true blue. Like when I look at guys on Tinder and they're like super serious and trying to look like so hot, I'm kind of like, ugh. <laughs> but when they're like sitting in a rubber ducky and like a tiny kid's floaty pool with yeah. like three drinks and like some <laughs> weird hat on their head, I'm like, yeah. That looks like a good time. <laughs> Wherever that goes, I don't mind. Like, God. Yeah. I have so many other more just awful fucking comments about that. About Tinder? <laughs> or three drinks? Or the rubber floaty? Which one? Which one? I have a lot of comments about dick size right now. <laughs> That's what I'm not going to talk about. Okay. So right. many comments about dick size. All right. Well, I feel like we got off topic when we went into launched into Tinder. Um, Tinder's so, always on topic. <laughs> it's fucking post COVID. Tinder's always on topic. I, I I will always advocate for Tinder as one of the best dating apps because um and this is like pro pre pro bono to Tinder advertisements. Okay. Um, I've paid for dating apps, and Tinder's still the best one. One in our area, which is small. Um, yeah. There, anyone that's on all the paid paid for sites is also on tinder yeah so um and the best thing for me was that when i paid did paid for sites so i've like done match and i can't remember what other one i may have paid for but when i've paid for them i've like especially match anyone could still contact me right so i'd have these like 55 year old men yeah and i have my age range clearly set and they'd still be messaging me i know i'm a little out of your age range i'm like you're 12 years over my age range and you're messaging me. Not even 12 years older than me. 12 years out, out of, of my, my age range. range. And so, God. and so, but Tinder, no one can message you unless you swipe right on that. Yeah. And so I actually really like Tinder. Tinder, so everyone's always like, well, Tinder's just the hookup site. I'm like, no, Tinder, every young person has Tinder on their fucking phone if they're single. So it's an easy, it's one, it's an yeah. easy app to fucking use. It's reliable. It glitches the rare occasion when you're yeah. kind of in a weird cell phone area. Otherwise, it's super reliable. And I really hated it when they took off friends you may know. So, like, you used to be able to, like, it used to be linked, only, you could only use it if you had a uh, Facebook profile. Right. And then it used to tell you if you had mutual friends in common. And I liked it even better then. Oh. And they took that off. But yeah. Anyways, so I'm a big advocate of Tinder. I, I don't think I've used any other dating site except uh, <laughs> Facebook dating. dating. And I don't do that now because I'm I've had, sh- I've had bad I've had bad experiences with Facebook dating. Yeah, I don't I don't give a shit. Also, like I never stay like single long enough or like unhappy long enough to like have to go to multiple sites. Like it's like load Tinder on like two weeks after I've been dumped and I'm like yeah, all right, let's see what's out there. And it's like, I get I get such an overload of fucking potential and possibility that 
I don't need to go searching for like a second, a third, a fourth option for my online dating shit. Like I'm, and I'm also not bored enough. Yeah. Like my schedule is so busy. Yeah. But like Tinder's just in, how do we get on Tinder? Fuck this shit. Let's go back to the topic. This is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. I don't want to talk about Tinder. <laughs> Wait, Tinder's already a waste of my time. I can't say Tinder's a waste of my it's time. It's not a waste. I'm of still time. talking about Tinder. Okay. All right. Back to <laughs> so. We went over like you, you under you understand now that while you were doing it, you didn't really get it when you mm-hmm. were um trying to like moonwalk. I love your term moonwalk, moonwalk out, out of, of relationships. Yeah, where you noticed that you were reaching like a savior kind of they were your savior kind of relationship, whereas like. Mine was super noticeable. Yeah. Like, I knew it immediately, even since I was, like, 17. Yeah. As soon as I, like, started to get too vulnerable with someone, I knew it. I'm like, they know too much. I've let them on too much. Like, they know too many of my secrets. They know too much of my damage. They know too much of my, like, soft parts. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, like, one of my own nicknames for myself is, like, a puffer fish. Like, as soon as something scares me, I'm like, Like, and I just, like, spikes out, like, and I'm like, fuck this, like, no, and I knew, I knew exactly why I was rejecting people, it's because I would, I would have dialogue in my own head, even if they weren't having it, regardless of whether they were having it or not, my own internal dialogue was that I had my own shame about mm. my vulnerabilities that I like about my damage and about my secrets yeah. and about like where I, where my weak points were and like mistakes I had made or struggles I had that um, I would think that at some point they would look down on me and pity me and like look at my damage as a deficit. And I'm like, I can't have that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't, I can't have someone look at me as broken goods. Mm. I'm, I won't accept that. I won't be in a relationship like that. Um, I don't want the man in the relationship to think that I'm somehow lesser than him in an emotional way. Um, and I, I don't want to be in a relationship like that. Whereas I had the opposite stance. I was so broken myself that I wanted the man to put the pieces back together for me. Mm. So I had the opposite. Like, I really, 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 really wanted someone to come along and tell me how to put my life back together. Oh. But this was the catch to me. I resented someone, and I still, to this day, resent someone when they tell me to do something. No, if you tell me to do something, like I just had this the other day, the guy I've taken a fall for <laughs> told me to drink more water. And I literally... Con- subconsciously you, no yeah, sorry let's yeah, go back yeah. for a second no 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 let me finish this let me finish this let me finish it he was like make sure you drink enough water and i and we talked about it later um but anyways and i was like and i subconsciously stopped like consuming water because i was like i don't i don't accept people telling me what to do so I told him this later and he was like, well, you know, it was that, like, I know you were, you know, you had IMS and like, you know, if you have like, if you have that kind of stuff done, you need to consume more water. And I was like, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware of what I need to do. Thanks, dad. I was like, thanks. <laughs> so I was like, 
please, like, you don't need to. And I, and I think I even said that. I was like, yeah. And then he, he even followed up in the phone conversation, like, right at, before, before, this even was before we, like, talked about it later. Even in the same conversation under the same breath where he was, like, telling me to drink more water, he's like, well, you do actually drink a lot of water. And I was like, yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I know how to take care of myself. Like yeah. an adult. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I... So my thing was my pattern was that I, was, I, I, I hated myself so much that I was broken before recovery. I, I was so broken and, and I, and I'd taken a lot of hits by life. I lost both my parents and yeah. then, and then through other dating was now suffering a divorce. So I was very broken and very fragile in my own little world of like esteem Mm-hmm. Um, and my pieces were shattered and I just wanted someone to come along and like put them back together for me because I wasn't doing the work on putting it back together. Right. So I wanted someone else to do it for me, but I resented someone telling me how to do it. Right. So that was my path. That's super funny because like someone recently was like, Hey babe, get on top. And I did. And then I jammed my fucking fist into his chest out and I got super close to his face and I was like, that's the first and last time you ever tell me what to do. <laughs> and then I took everything I wanted. <laughs> Lesson, ladies. Learn your shit. <laughs> yeah. True story. I wanted to do it anyway. <laughs> you didn't need to tell me. Um, that's, it's funny because, like, when it comes to pieces, like, when you're, when I am broken in pieces and I have lots of shit I need to work on prior to recovery that I didn't even want anyone to see that I was in pieces. That was like the most shameful thing. And like, but the hard part was, was because I was so toxic and fucked up that I would hope I would wish I, I wanted so badly that I would like, like allude to the quiet conversations of like wanting them to dig. I wanted them to ask. I wanted to be this like mysterious little thing that they could chase after and find those secret pieces. And I wanted so badly for someone to identify how much pain I was in, but I spent so much time like just a little bit beyond their fingertips of reach, you know, like just yeah. like that. I wasn't my chase that I wanted men to have after me was never about them chasing me to like obtain me. It's like, you can have me, but the chase you're doing is for all my fragments. I'm going to make you dig. I'm going to make you uncover them, but I want you to like, I'll give you like, I'll give you cookie crumbs. It's like Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> but the fucking problem is you're not being led back home. You're being led to the fucking oven. I'm going to burn you in. Yeah, but... Like, you know? But there's the... So this is the difference, though. With this... And this is... This is the difference between you and I. I hear... I'm listening to all that you're saying, and I'm like, that's because your mother was a narcissist. And then... (laughs) Fuck you! Wait, you're right. (laughs) Why are you so offended, but it's true. I'm listening to everything I'm saying, and I'm like, that's because my mother was an alcoholic. So... It's like we just said, it's the dysfunction that brought us up that way. So yours is that she was, your narcissistic mother was super cold. So you don't like being vulnerable. Whereas I had the swing, emotional swing of an alcoholic, Mm. the push pull, the like, 
yeah. I'll draw you in. I'll love you. I'll love you. I'm so drunk. I can't, I can't comprehend. And I don't understand yeah. emotions that I'm going to shove you away. Yeah. So I had the push pull. So like, I have the like, I have the push pull with my relationships too. So yeah. I'm like, I'm super vulnerable. Help me, help me, help me. And when someone goes to help me, I'm like, what are you doing? You're <laughs> a fucking moron. Like, that's don't actually, tell me what to do. That's actually a really good point because I can see that where my my pattern came from was that with my narcissistic mom, if I was ever like, something's wrong, my mom would attack me. Right. Like, my vulnerabilities were her, like, it was like a scab that I would peel back. And instead of her, like, tending to my wound and being like, oh, like, in a in a yeah. normal sense, like, do you need polysporin? Like, do you need a hug? Do you need love? Yeah. She'd be like, that's disgusting. And she'd jam her finger in whatever bleeding fucking wound yeah. I had. Exactly. And so when I would test a yeah. new partner, yeah, I would give them, like, I'd peel back the scab a bit to yeah. see what they would do. Yeah. And it's like, if they were kind and loving and accepting and compassionate, empathetic, I would start to like continue to peel back the wounds and right. let them in further and further. But because it, that was such an abnormal yeah. um, experience for me to the continue to be warm, because my mom would also do that as a narcissist. Yeah. If she wanted to get deeper, yeah, she would say weird fucked up things to get me to keep talking and then she would find the worst pain point. She would yeah. find she would find the part that she could hurt the most in whatever I was experiencing and then take that and turn it around on me and yeah. make me feel like a piece of disgusting garbage. Yeah. And I would like I would try to pull away from relationships before that would happen. Right. So I'd like peel a scar and they band-aid it for yeah. me and I peel another scar and they help me tend to that yeah. wound. I peel another scar and they'd be like, Oh, what can I do for you? And then I'd be like, I want, like, I bet if I peel one more, they'll fucking chuck yeah. me. I bet. Yeah. I bet just yeah. one more will be too much for them. Yeah. And then I do it on purpose. So yeah. my super crazy shit yeah. would be like, I pick like my worst pain point right. and I would reveal it. And I would be like, I was sexually assaulted or like, I've done terrible things. I get super drunk yeah. and like do the red flag thing, you yeah. know, total red flag. And I just like lay all my shit out and be like, I've been an awful person in my past. And I've done these terrible things, these yeah. terrible things that happened to me. And then I just lay it on them. And when they would be like, I don't know what to do with this much damage. And I'd be like, see, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Get the fuck out. You don't accept yeah. me. You don't yeah. love me. Bop, bop, bop. Like get the fuck out. Like you don't love me enough yeah. to have all my damage. You will never save me. Yeah. You will never be there for me. You yeah. will never this, this, and this. And I blame them for not loving me enough yeah. to accept all my fucked upness. Yeah. But the truth is I didn't accept all my fucked yeah. upness. And that's, that's, just, that's what it comes down to. That's what it is. That So you know, regardless of where it comes from, but so, like I said, ours come from that, like, that, our yeah. mothers, like, uh, and that's why they look so different. Each of ours looks so different. But yet the same tactics. Same oh, problem. for sure. Yeah. Same problem. Yeah. But at the same time, we, like, through our recovery process now, yeah, we, we're not doing this, like, I, well, I, so I'm not doing my emotional, like, fragile, 
where I'm like, person, all my pieces, help me, help me, help me. And then having the person come and try to help me and being like, fuck you. I hate, yeah. I don't, why are you helping me? Now I'm doing, now I'm, I'm, I'm gluing my own pieces back. I'm putting them all yeah. back together. Um, not myself, but through like uh, in a healthy way. Tribe, so, community. Yeah, tribe, community, everything I need. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm putting my own pieces back together and, and creating my, my picture, my recovery picture and how that yeah. looks and what I want it to look like. And, um, uh, and, and, but not alone, like having my people with me in this picture. And I, and I fucking love it. And I, you know, I was about, I was about to say, so now you're saving yourself, but the actual thing is yeah. the concept that we use about that yeah. is when we feel damaged, when we feel broken, we think that saving is the answer or what needs to happen. No. Whereas when I think I believe that when people get into recovery, they change that language. Mm -hmm. They're no longer looking to save themselves. They're no longer looking to be saved. They're looking to build and grow. Yeah. And that is completely different. Yeah. Than trying to be saved or trying to feel saved or trying to feel secure or taken care of. Yeah. And it's, it's not even like, oh, I'm not trying to be taken care of now. I'm taking care of myself. But that's not it's, even it either. No. No. The language is totally different. Being taken care of, finding a caregiver, finding yeah. a caretaker, yeah. Yeah. being saved, like being protected, finding security. Yeah. All of those yeah. are part of the damaged life before recovery. Yeah. Whereas now the language is building, constructing, recovering. Um, it's about growth. It's about evolution. Yeah. It's about health. It's about wellness. Yeah. It's about um, tending to ourselves. Yeah. And it's it's not about a, a no to a yes. Yeah. It's about a okay to a where I want to be. Yeah. You know, it's a continuum. Yeah. It's no longer uh, going from a dark place to a light place. It's about always um working at finding a bit more of your path <laughs> why are you laughing I'm did only, i just get super deep or no what? yeah well you did but i'm only laughing because of our like table conversation the other night do you remember where i was like barely okay well. i've been drinking a lot the past couple of days <laughs> i got i got dumped all i've been doing is fucking drinking <sighs> and <dick. I'm> fucking <laughs> <laughs> that's all i've been doing <laughs> um where i came home and we all had dinner together and I like leaned back and I was like, it was easier being toxic. <laughs> I do remember that you fucked up bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I remember you were exhausted. I was super you, exhausted. You've been doing like emotional work for days. Yeah. And, like trying well, to like, and, get and back. My, and my job. And the other thing is my job, which is one thing I realized we didn't actually introduce our job titles, but we can do that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, we'll do it at the end, but yeah. we're like, ah. yeah. Anyways, but um, I got came home from a like a long two days, and and I've been dealing with physical shit, our physical health issues, and I came home and I was just like, it was easier being toxic, where I didn't like, I didn't work out, I didn't like take care of myself, and I didn't take care of my emotional needs, mental needs, any of it, and no personal growth. It's just fucking easier being toxic 
Yeah, you literally like head back, yeah. slumped in the chair, like yeah. shoulders wrapped yeah. backwards, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's easier, like it's less energy, but it's not easier path. It's not an easier path by no. any means. No, it's, it's such a toxic path. But anyway, so, so that's that goes with this like the whole like recovery path. Um the recovery path is beautiful in the sense that we get to we get to explore different pieces of ourselves and just yeah. like different oh. pieces of relationships. Bitch, and- that ain't fucking easier than being toxic. That's no. not the part that's easier. That's no, for sure. no. I, I, I'm not saying it's e- by any means. I'm not saying mm. it's easier. It's not, which is was my point to yeah. the like toxic part. But it's beautiful and it's amazing and it's it's awesome and it's like and I'm gonna go like with my child's light here like it's bright and it's shiny and it's great um (laughs) and more COVID um and anyways um and it's way better than the like toxic path we've led in the past yeah you know I I would say I would use the term that um like walking the path of recovery isn't easier than living in my toxicity but living in recovery is better and easier than walking the path of toxicity yeah and I don't know who's that who that's going to resonate with I don't know who that's going to make sense to but my whole life yeah my actual day-to-day life my week-to-week is easier yeah than my life in toxicity and in damage and the points of work in recovery are hard yeah but that's because in toxicity you don't do any work yeah you do none you done none and that that was my point that yeah there's that it was energy conserving easier yeah but i i agree i agree with you but I, the way i see it is just so much fucking brighter like it's just so much yeah brighter and happier so you talked about how your how you have been able to come into not not walking the path of being saved and then resenting someone who saves you like you work on your own your own pieces now and that that keeps you so uh I'm trying to ask what what do we want our listeners to take away from how to get away from the pattern of I, of getting into relationships with people where they so badly want to be saved, but then when they get saved, they resent and push away and it identifies their vulnerability. So they close up again. Like where's, where are the stepping stones? What are the stepping stones so, to get the fuck out of that shit? Find recovery. I, okay, and so yeah, I, 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 find I, recovery. Find recovery. Um, find recovery from what what it is that what what it is that fucked you up. So so okay. So yeah, I know this... that I know that sounds simple or not simple, depending on how you read that statement. But I like I, I just identified that your pattern is because your mom was this way, and yeah. your, my pattern is because my mom was this way. My aha moment when I like. So when I, so I, I kind of, I think we've talked about it in our recovery episode, 
we hit our own rock bottoms or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I hit my rock bottom and I went to counseling and my aha moment was that I didn't, I didn't know how much my mom fucked me up. Right. I had no idea. So like my aha moment was realizing that as an adult child of an alcoholic, I was truly fucked up. And so like, I guess, I guess my, my idea is that you need to find out why maybe you're fucked up or like dig deep to find out why you're fucked up. Wait, and then move forward from there. And it's not continue to self-reflect and self-analyze. It's literally forward motion from there. So like, then it's like finding the right people and then finding the, like moving forward motion, not, not looking for them in your, in your, in your tribe that you created in your toxicity, but in a tribe moving forward. So like, what qualities do you want to have in life? Look for those in people. Um, And learn how to acquire them yourself. Yeah. And like, and then, so like another thing that I think I've probably talked about too is like, or if I have it is um, a big part of my recovery journey was you just being like, you need to find, you need to listen to this book called you are a badass. And like, yeah. um, And then that person growth growth style knowledge versus insight style knowledge. And one of her things was accepting a higher power, like that there's some sort of thing outside of you. And so like, for me, that's been a huge one. And it's one that I think has been exhausting me over the last few weeks is like reevaluating this like higher power that I believe in. But regardless of that, like, it's like accepting new things, new things into your path. So like understanding that, understanding your world to a certain extent that you are in at right now and then moving forward, identifying qualities that you, if you're like, I only always wanted this in life. Well then find that someone else and figure out how they're doing it. And then like, well, it's just forward motion. Yeah. It's like, or not even other person, but other like pieces of knowledge yeah. that teach you how to gain that, <coughs> that personal quality Yeah, or how just, to build it or yeah. circumstances but on I, how to practice it, make it a habit. But this is the difference between you and I, I'm a people person. So right. Like you want to, yeah. So for me, it's like finding it in another person and then like adapting that person and then, and then finding another quality, in another person and adapting that in yeah. my, that person. And then like just building your own non-toxic fucking tribe. Yeah, yeah. So, and getting out of the toxic level and moving yourself into an enlightened level. Toes. That's, and so I'm going to, I want to offer a totally different section of advice. Yeah, for of this course. Because I, you and I, as we do, go about it two totally different yeah. ways. Yeah. Where my way, because, because of, because of the experience I had about vulnerabilities and about what about me was broken and like peeling back those scabs and letting someone see that wound was I worked on having my prior damage and my shame and my guilt and my vulnerabilities. My tool was to stop, was to learn how to make those not be vulnerabilities anymore. And that, that was from like relieving myself of regret Right. Or relieving myself of shame. And people need to understand the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is about something you've done. Shame is about who you are. Right. And so a lot of my guilt, because of how I was raised, was turned into shame. That bad things I had done or mistakes I had made or things that had happened to me from other people that made me feel worthless, I 
translated into shame. I I attributed it to my self-worth, mistakes I made, um, and failures I had. So when I would start to peel back scabs that would show my shame, I needed to work on believing that those were parts of me and turning them into lessons learned. Right. And places where I could grow and places where I could become a better person. So if I there so I started to develop those scabs to scars to battle wounds. Right. So they were no longer places of shame. They were no longer places of regret. They were no longer places of guilt. They became stories I could share about how I grew and I had to work on each and every single one of them. I would pick them. I would choose um, thought experiments and I would go back and relieve myself of baggage and negative memories and turn them into positive growth points in my life. And it's hard. It's hard fucking work. But it's the it's the work on them that yeah. relieved me of having to get into a relationship with someone where I felt like I had hidden pieces of myself that if I told them about those stories or I um, revealed those uh, those pains or re- revealed that damage that that was revealing vulnerability that would cause them to want to save me or want to protect me or whatever. It was this whole process of literally building um, resiliency and strength. Therefore, no matter what I shared or no matter where someone stuck their finger in some sort of wound, that, that, that wasn't a fear of mine anymore. Yeah. That I can share with someone that I used to have an eating disorder. I can share with someone that I used to be an alcoholic. I can yeah. share with someone that um, I had, you know, that I've been sexually assaulted, or I can share with someone that I had a bad day, or yeah. that I failed today, or that I don't feel good about my body today. Yeah. And it isn't a comment on my whole self. Right. It's not a reflection of my entire self worth. Right. That I don't. I don't need saving. I'm just sharing a connecting point that are my vulnerabilities um, are no longer like a reflection of my, my position as a human. Right. Um, That what I share that would be considered a vulnerability is really a place for someone to meet me where I'm at. Yeah. And to connect with them further. I don't, it's and it's the same it's what we were talking about earlier i don't need to use language where i need someone to save me because i'm in pain um i want to introduce someone to an experience i've had that day or a story i'm telling so that i can find a growth point and they can be a part of it right right so i'm i'm showing someone the summit i'm climbing Right. I'm no longer showing someone. I'm no longer peeling back a scab. And it's just thinking a whole different concept about how I live my life. Yeah. And see, I think, I think mine is just, 
mine is now accepting that I can put a boundary in place when someone tries to come save me because I'm very open to sharing mm. with the with with people I'm close with. I'm very open to sharing, and now it's a I can put a boundary in place when someone does something like yeah. you should drink more water. I can put a boundary in place there, and it can be mm. like, please don't tell me how to take care of myself, <laughs> or like this same person I've fallen for who like started really wanting to be involved in my life in a, in, in a great way. They really want, they really want to, but for me to express to them and be like, please don't plan my weekend with my child. Like this is my weekend yeah. with my child. You can't, what I will tell you how you're going to participate in the weekend or how I would like someone yeah. to, that's my partner to participate in the weekend. Yeah. It's so for me, it's now about having the confidence to put a boundary in place that I've never had a confidence had confidence to put a boundary yeah. in place for. So um, by by getting by by entering the path of recovery, I'm now developing language around my vulnerabilities, like that I that I'm comfortable with that I'm actually comfortable with them. Um, and whereas before I would show them, and I was still really uncomfortable with them. I think that what that also sounds like to me is that having discussions with other people where we express something like what we're doing for the weekend or how we're feeling and someone else's language and response to it is a reply to it as though it's a vulnerability. And for us to have the power to be like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not expressing that because I need help, but thank you. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm feeling really tired today. I'm just oh, did you get enough sleep last night? Maybe you need a, have you tried? And like, oh, babe, like, how can I do like, you know, oh, did I do something? And like, do you need a blah, blah, blah to like sleep better? And I'm like, no, motherfucker. I just had a bad sleep. Calm down. Back off. Mm -hmm. Fucking, I'll handle it. Like, I feel like that's a little, I feel like that's a, that's a me language. No, but I also feel like that's a difference between men and women. Men are just, problem solvers so yeah. they want to solve all of our well, that's the savior mentality yeah, and yeah, why we look yeah. at the why you and i look at them and be like bitch calm down yeah back the fuck off yeah like fucking julius yeah. caesar like, yeah. yeah all right um and yeah it totally is about setting boundaries because yeah. when someone's like hey how are you doing or what was that like or are you okay and i'm like well i struggle with this and this and you know i i had a tough sleep or i've been drinking a bit too much or you know, like I had, didn't get to the gym this week because I've been feeling a little down. And for them to be like, oh, what can I do? <laughs> and I'm like, I can thank, like, to not respond with, like, fuck you, fuck off, don't tell me what to do. Or, like, don't need you, don't need your help, like, get the fuck out of my bubble. But to be like, I'm good. Like, I'm, like... Not to lie. I tell them all the issues and then they try to recommend. And I'm like, thank you very much for your advice, but I've I've got this. Yeah. Um, and but when I do want advice or another perspective to go find that in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But the whole the whole behavior of being with someone who who turns my expression of a struggle into their opportunity yeah like they 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 become an opportunist like oh babe needs something babe's life isn't perfect and for me to be like 
thank you. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, you and you know, to to take it well, right? And that's the boundary, or to like open a discussion and have a healthy discussion about it for them to be like, oh, what really helps with that is this, this, and this. Or like, you know, if you took these vitamins or if you did this thing, or like, <laughs> all you need to do is like to start doing drop sets for me to be like deep breath and that's a very good idea thank you very much for offering that i've read about that somewhere else and it's just not for me i'll consider it if i ever need that i love that you have to break weightlifting into it like drop sets like really what you know how you build muscle mass thanks male physique please comment more on my female body and how it totally operates the same as yours you dumb fuck (laughs) like Oh, you just got to eat blah, blah, blah. No, my body isn't like fucking butternut squash or yams. Whatever the fuck you eat that helps you. Sorry. All right. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything left on our list that we need to cover? No, we legit actually crushed it. We did crush it. Your story, my story, where it comes from, what it looks like. How do we identify it and how to move forward and how to move forward? No, we fucking crushed it tonight there. Okay, well, I'm super glad that I get to hang out with an enlightened bitch and crush it on a di- on the daily. I'm so fucking glad I've got an enlightened bitch in my life, other yeah. than myself. <laughs> I'm I'm stoked as shit. I need to share a bed with her. <sighs> you know the greatest the greatest thing about dating right now is how many men I get to tell that I have the most impressive fucking woman in my life, which is you. <laughs> Uh, I, and they're like your girlfriend and i'm like oh man i was fucking i took my car down for an oil change the other day and uh the guy who sells me my cars he's very interested in my life because every time i go down i'm like my girlfriend this my boyfriend that he's like didn't you have a and don't you have a and i'm like i keep both on a regular basis <laughs> girlfriend and boyfriend he's like huh and i'm like yup <laughs> He's very intrigued by that. Like, <laughs> nah. I I'm like I like to double my chances. Yeah, you well you have doubled the world anyways, babe. I do have double the fucking world. No, and it's great. <laughs> it's great. I I don't I don't mind. <laughs> don't mind. Anyways, and on that note, I feel like it's this has been another episode of hashtag enlightened bitches. bitches. And since we didn't do it at the front, you are. I am Julia. I run Pretty Aggressive Recovery Coaching. I help people learn how to thrive in this life because simply surviving is bullshit. Uh, can, and I, I, can I add to my title? Yeah. Oh, because I just fucking leveled up. I am a certified personal trainer. I am a certified transformation specialist. I am so fucking excited. And working on becoming a... Oh, and I'm working on becoming a certified nutritionist as well so that I can help people connect mind, body, and spirit in their recovery. I love it. And I am sitting here with the beautiful, the gorgeous, the amazing, the impressive, the incredible. <laughs> I'm Claire, and I am a mental health and a, a substance use nurse in my own community. And I love my job. And I fucking love you. And I love you too. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good night, everybody.